It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. There you go. Madden Mondays here in the Sports Lodge, proudly presented by BR and Co., who wants to wish all of you nothing but the best during these trying times. By the way, BR and Co. is one of the most respected names in the business of building resources and construction. And you can check them out at brco.com. That's B R C O.com. With that said, here is. The aforementioned three-time manager of the year, two-time World Series champions, back to manage our Halos. Here is Joe Madden. Joe, how are you, sir? I am great, Roger. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Hanging in there. Quick update Mm -hmm. on life for you in the RV with you and your wife, Jay. Everything good? Yeah. Excuse me. Everything's very good. Um, It's kind of warm over in Arizona. I'm getting a ton of bike rides in. I I just got done. I uh, had a little conversation with uh, Gooby right before we got on here. Uh, yeah, everything's still, um, kids are good, mom's good, family's good, everybody's, as long as everybody's healthy, then, then you're having a good day. Amen to that. <clears throat> Do you have any pets in that RV? <clears throat> no, but we have uh, two pets. Uh, they're down in, actually, in Tampa. Clementine is a, uh English bulldog. We had two. We had Clementine and uh, Winston when he passed. Last year, it was last year, not the year before. But Clemmy's still down there. Uh, she's she's kind of tough to take anywhere. She's not one of those bulldogs that just lies around. And then and then we have a, a great cat that we call Cat because Cat <clears throat> Cat has the uh, personality of a dog. Cat is outstanding. So uh, they're both down in Tampa right now. Most exotic pet you've ever owned, Skipper? Wow, um, I'm not I. I a parrot one time uh, it was a pink, a pink cockatoo, I think it was. I, I love birds. I would love, I mean, if birds weren't so messy, and if um, Jay knows that, um, I'm going to say I'm going to take care of it, but just like when you're a kid, you know, eventually you don't, and then she'd have to start taking care of it. So uh, I would love to get a bird. I love cockatoos. Uh, any of those big birds that uh, have personality, uh, that would be one thing. She said I could get one once I retire, so that's going to be about 10 years from now. <laughs> All right, that that sounds good good enough for me. Hey, yeah. even though you're spending a lot of your time in the western part of the United States, you you obviously have a deep love and affection for the hometown of Hazleton, PA, which has been hit hard by the coronavirus and there's a big Latino population down there. Joe, can you tell my audience how you got that message across to the wonderful Spanish-speaking community there in Hazleton? Yeah, well, Louis Barletta, Congressman Barletta, um, Louis is no longer a congressman. He uh, ran for Senate and did not make it, but so uh, political back there. And his, his family and my family go way back to Barletta's. So Louis called me a couple of days, well, was it last Saturday? He called me something like that and told me what was going on there and the projections for the area. And we were concerned that the uh, Hispanic population just wasn't uh, listening enough in a sense. It's not... Um, it's not like they don't care. That's not the point. They got they got to work and they got a family to support and they're going to do whatever they can to do that. And uh, I I knew that from the beginning and I was concerned about that. 
much, but when it got to the point where it's getting a little bit too um, <clears throat> serious, we felt uh, let's uh, enlist some uh, baseball players, uh, Hispanic players. We got Albert, got uh, Carlos Pena, got Tino Martinez, and Bernie Williams just did one too. And then I did my thing in English to get the message out there. And apparently, uh, it's going pretty well. I uh, Senator Yudichik posted something on Twitter today and actually showed. Um, uh, Tino's uh, Senator Yudichik is from our area back there. And uh, so I think we're making an impact. Uh, but right now, Respect90 has a board meeting tomorrow, and Jay, my wife, along with the other board members, are going to uh, decide or consider how much money we could put there, some in Tampa and then some down in Southern California. Um, and my, my take on it is just to attack the greatest need. Whatever the perceived greatest need is in the area, it's easy to, to recognize food as being a great need. The other thing would just be like we did, education and information. So uh, that's what we're doing <clears throat> in Hazleton starting tomorrow. We'll get on it even more. And then Tampa Bay, because that's a home for us. And, and of course, now Southern California. Didn't they have to shut down a heavily depended meat packing plant there? Oh, like yeah. 130 workers <clears throat> tested positive, right? That's a big deal, Joe. Yeah, that's Cargill. Um, Cargill meat packing, they've been supportive, obviously, of our program back there. And there's an Amazon plant right next to that. And I don't know if you've ever been in an Amazon plant, but that is the biggest thing under a roof you've ever seen. But the cargo meatpacking was, uh, yeah, it was a big concern, and a lot of the folks uh, worked there. And, yeah, they did have to shut it down. It is Smithfield, wide in South Dakota. There's a lot of that. These, uh, there's such tight quarters and interaction, I guess, um, as they're uh, performing their duties. That's, that's a really a concern, and it, it did cause a pretty good uptick in our particular area back there. So... I don't know how much longer it's going to be shut down. I think they're just trying to uh, cleanse it as well as they possibly can, sterilize whatever the process is to get us back in there. But that's a big, big part of the industry uh, back there. It's this uh, industrial park, Humboldt. And um, a lot of the folks work there, and they also have a lot of relatives showing up in New York City. And after all, that's probably the worst spot in the United States right now for coronavirus. Yeah, it certainly is. Hey, Joe, how proud are you to be part of a franchise like the Angels, who, by the way, began sending paychecks to ballpark employees, and I think they've now contributed more than a million dollars to people who work a a variety of jobs and are looking for that money that they depend on when they come to the Big A to put in employment. It's pretty gosh darn impressive what Artie Marino and the Angels are doing here. Uh, agreed, and it doesn't surprise me. Artie, Artie, uh, is such a loyalist and such a family guy, and um, so none of that surprises. And, and again, we're, we're all very happy to hear that. But again, at the end of the day, there's not surprise. And I've gotten to know Artie obviously over the, uh, again, the acquaintance edition. I've known him from the past, and his wife Carol, really generous, nice people. So none of that surprises. You just mentioned a moment ago you got a board meeting coming up for your Respect 90 Foundation. What's the next big thing Respect 90, your foundation, has going or upcoming? Well, that you know, the, a lot of it's been put on hold because of this. Uh, uh, we, all, we have this um, pretty big fundraising golf tournament in my hometown in Hazleton. The way the schedule is working out, we're going to have uh, the All-Star break. We're going to be able to fly to Philadelphia. Are we going to go there? Are we going to have the uh, actually have the tournament on the day of the All-Star game? I thought that might have been perfect. So that was the plan, and that was our next big fundraiser coming up. And the Hazleton Integration uh, Project is really dependent on us uh, doing as much as we possibly can to raise money. My cousin Bob 
is great at uh, writing grants and we have a lot of contributors, but uh, the obviously the profile stuff of getting out there uh, is very useful and, and helpful. I want to be able to possibly do the same thing golf tournament-wise in Southern California, but I did not want to get out there too soon and interfere uh, with what's going on in the first year out because normally those kind of events take time to plan. Um, so that's what was coming up. Uh, we were just getting our feedback on the ground after having uh, made this uh, move uh, from the Cubs out to uh, the Angels. So when we get through this moment right now, we'll be able to start planning for next year and get our calendar in order. But the next big thing was going to be the golf tournament. Um, who knows? If this were to wipe up uh, cleanly pretty soon, it still might be possible. But right now, we haven't canceled it because it's like in August. So we haven't canceled it yet, but it's, it's a quite uh, possible. No, excuse me, it's in July, but it's quite possible it will be canceled. Any update whatsoever <clears throat> do, uh, when it comes to when <clears throat> you guys might be playing some games in empty ballparks? Honestly, no. Um, had a great conversation. Um, all the managers and some front office people, front uh, office from MLB folks on a Zoom call the other day, and I, you know, I, I'm not at liberty to, to divulge, but the, I thought the commissioner did a great job, very lucid and clear, and uh, uh, you know, pragmatic, being honest, but then at the I'm being optimistic. I think that's what we all have to be. Um, uh, I was talking to Billy Upper last night. I might have mentioned it. Just to never deny the truth of bad news. And there's a lot of bad news, and you've got to be upfront and honest about it in order to, be, to come to the right conclusions and decisions. So we'll do that, um, and, the, and the MLB and the commissioner's office will do that, um, obviously hoping sooner rather than later. Uh, but there was an optimistic tone. Okay, so no plans as far as baseball is concerned at this exact moment. What about plans for your latest GoPro project? What do we got coming up? Yeah, um, um, I was going to go tomorrow morning. I think I got fit it into my schedule. I've got to double check the check. Uh, yeah, I was going to go over to the ballpark, and I wanted to do a, uh, uh, a walkthrough on the identity wall and explain the identity wall. And then... Um, we're going to be driving over to Southern California in the RV in a couple of days. I was thinking about putting the GoPro on while I was driving it and just start talking. So you, might, you, see, uh, you might see an RV trip. You're definitely going to see the identity wall tomorrow. Um, and I've been doing a lot of shows. I mean, it's just been a constant uh, stream of all these different uh, platforms that I'm learning, whether it's Zoom or there's um, a different Google program that I just did today that was really, really efficient, man. It's incredible where technology is and permitting us to stay in touch right now. But Primarily, we're doing a lot of that. I have one tomorrow morning at 9.15 with Eckerd College Baseball in, um, in St. Petersburg. I just last week, they did Harvard Business um, School. Uh, that was last Friday. Um, uh, and today, I did you and the duty before that. So every day, it's at least one or two uh, different items that I'm trying to stay in touch with. Who have you talked the most baseball mm-hmm. with since we last spoke last Monday? Wow. Wow. Um, I would say Billy Epler. Uh, Billy and I have spoken several times now, and uh, primarily him. Uh, my agent, uh, one of my agents, Tommy Tanzer. Uh, Tommy and I talk often, and uh, he's a great sounding board for me. He's a very bright man and very animated, fun guy, too. So probably Billy and, and uh, Tommy are my two main sources of baseball conversation right now. If we do get to some kind of baseball this mm. summer... Would a six-man mm-hmm. rotation almost become a must for not only the Angels well, but most teams? Yeah, I mean, that's something I wanted to do anyway. Billy and I talked about it. I think we have the personnel to do that. 
Um, it's something that might be a must for a lot of people early on and just see how the schedule rolls. And, um, and as guys get in really good shape, you might uh, take it down to five. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, and again, a doubleheader is going to be part of this. How's, how's the week going to look? I don't know. That's, that's going to have to be determined later. But in the beginning, uh, you're going to want to take advantage of as many pitchers as they'll permit you to have because that's the one area that's the most concerning is just arms. Uh, position players, their legs are going to be fine. Their arms are going to be fine. Uh, hitting, who knows what that's going to look like after all this time. But my bigger concern, biggest concern, would just to be the health of arms uh, for the rest of this year and moving into next year. Hey, Joe, when I was a kid and my mom put me to work in the backyard pulling weeds, I was always is very, very excited to do it when there was an angel doubleheader on the radio. I mean, I was I had no problem with pulling weeds because I had two games back-to-back. Yeah. Back. But as players and as managers, if we come back and you guys have to play a lot of doubleheaders, are you okay with that? Yes, uh, we're, we're okay with anything right now. Uh, we want to get back. We want to play. Uh, we're going to be whatever, whatever the, the guys decide, whatever New York decides. Um, listen, their job is really difficult right now, and they need our cooperation. And they're going to get it from, from me and us. So um, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be different. It'll look differently. Uh, I think it's going to be entertaining. Um, there'll be a lot of you know different nuance included with it. So it's, I think it's up to us to be malleable, amenable, and to, and to do whatever we possibly can to make this work uh, for the rest of this year. And whatever that means, whatever that takes, I promise you I'm on board with it. Are you in the middle of a really good book mm-hmm. right now? Um, this week's been kind of tough. I, I I'm still on that uh, travels with Charlie and then Scotty Harris, uh, the new GM with the Giants. Scotty just sent me a, um, a book via email. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I, it's, uh, if Scotty recommends it. Scotty and I would talk all the time. If Scotty's going to recommend it, I knew, I know it had to be, uh, it's going to be very good. Let's see, here it is. Pop up, pop up. Oh, yeah, the gatekeepers. Um, something about the press secretary. And she's the staff of uh, presidents over the last um, several presidents. And he found it to be very interesting. So I'm going to get into that next. Did you watch the last dance about Michael Jordan and the Bulls last night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. And the thing, the weird thing is I scouted next to Jerry Krause, baseball-wise. Jerry was, like they said, a White Sox scout. I was up in uh, Grand Junction when I first ran into him scouting the uh, Junior College World Series. Me, him, and George Bradley sitting next to him. And a bunch of other dudes at um, now Sam Saprizio Field in Grand Junction. I used to love to scout the uh, Junior College World Series. But watching it, um, uh, educational, absolutely, um, you know, Michael Jordan and, and his approach of the day, there's not a thing that's insincere about that. So you're finding out firsthand why um, he was so good and why they weren't so consistently. Um, and the, the thing that I really think is interesting or highlighted is uh, Scotty Tippett. Um, you know, you, you just didn't realize, I didn't realize, you know, with, with – uh, kind of a force he actually was. Um, kind of interesting background. I, I love that kind of stuff. You know, they go back home, you meet family members. I really dig on that. And then, of course, Phil Jackson. Um, I've always been a big fan of Phil. Uh, we've exchanged notes on occasion, but uh, I think it's going to continue to be extremely fascinating, entertaining, and informative. Joe, you can tell us firsthand mm-hmm. what kind of person was Jerry Krause? <laughs> uh, Jerry... Um, I'm going to be kind. I mean, I, I didn't know him that well. Um, he, was, he was actually sitting him and I remember him and uh, 
like I said, George Valley, I think George was with the Yankees at that time. Um, not very, you know, he's kind of a jovial and fun, and he would talk to you just that I never uh, really got the, that warm fuzzy, never really got to get to know him that well. But he and I got along great. We got along great, and I got to know him up there. And, and then he, you know, went from right there pretty much uh, heavily into the, uh, to the Bulls over um, the White Sox. I know Jerry Reinsdorf. I like Jerry Reinsdorf a lot. I've gotten to know him um, through Chicago. We go out to lunch every uh, winter meetings with a group of guys. Uh, Jerry's, Jerry is solid, man. And his little group that hangs out in this little park down on Rush Street, I got to know that group, too. Cigar smokers, old school, dry humor, uh, really, really a good fellow. Did Michael Jordan ever come around <laughs> during your time as Chicago Cubs manager? <clears throat> no, um, I did not get to meet Michael. Um, I did not. Um, primarily, like, uh, football coaches. Uh, Coach Nagy uh, became a friend. I never met Joe Quinville uh, <clears throat> when he was there. Um, a lot of players would show up. Um, you know, Derek Rose came by on occasion. Um, you know, Coach Dick and I became really good friends. We're, we're still really good friends. Like, like, really good. Him and his wife, Diana, were, um, really, really enjoyed his company a lot. So I... I got to meet a lot of folks uh, up there. I mean, Bill Murray uh, has been great to my family. He's helped out back home in some of our events. Uh, all these dudes, man, really, really. Uh, Jeff Carlin was supposed to get me on. I was supposed to be on Curb after the World Series, but then we had like a little scheduling conflict, and it never occurred. Uh, but Jeff Carlin and I have uh, gotten to be pretty good friends, too. Did you see your guy Eddie Vedder over the weekend during the concert thing on television? He texted me before he went on because he wanted to make sure I, I was aware, and I wasn't aware. So I turned it on. I couldn't find it. Then I found it, and then I texted him and said, have you been on yet? And he said, what are you watching? And I said, Elton John. He said, I'm on in 15 minutes. So uh, he went back and forth, and they're watching. Of course, I mean, the guy's an artist. He's an absolute artist. He, he thinks on a different level. He thinks on a different plane. The way he uh, – <clears throat> the the vehicle he chose with the organ and, and, and just the passion in his, in his music. You heard it. I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> that's so authentic. That's just who he is. Uh, going back to him, how proud I was of him and how wonderful it was uh, uh, to listen to him. And him and his daughter, Harper, were going to play Stratomatic Baseball that night. I love that. Harper's, she's very competitive too. So um, it was pretty cool that he, he contacted me to give me a heads up. That's so awesome that you guys have become such good friends over the years. Last thing for you, and as always, Joe, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the time. Okay, I promised my audience I would ask you this question during today's visit. Did Joe Madden learn more about himself as a manager during your 2008 World Series loss to the Phillies or your World Series win over Cleveland in 2016? Well, um, I guess that's a great question. Um, I've always thought you learn more through adversity as opposed to uh, victories. But um, the thing with the Cubs that um, really stands out to me, and I've always been that guy, but and nobody really talks about this enough, it's coming back from three games to one in the World Series and also losing game five. Uh, she's having to win game five in Chicago to move to six and seven and losing up to the fifth inning. Um, it's just it's just a reinforcement of never quitting. It's just a reinforcement of uh, even when things don't look that great, as long as you continue to believe 
it can happen. It's a continuation in believing in people and heartbeats. And, um, you know, today we have, we have so much inclination to want to believe statistics and numbers over the person. Uh, feel is, is normally scoffed at. But all that stuff, all that did to me was uh, we dedicated those thoughts to me that this is what I thought. But when you go through a moment like that, then you, it becomes solidified. So that whole, that whole run, man, uh, you, you play game for game starting in San Francisco all the way through. Um, the way we, even the game we came back in San Francisco that was so vital. It's about the, it's, I hate to be so um, simple, but it's about not quitting. And it's about believing. And it's about believing in, you have to believe in methods and you have to plan, et cetera. But in the moment, you've got to believe in the guy standing next to you. Because that's, that's, that's the difference maker right there. And for me, that's, that was just absolutely reinforced in that series. Okay, I lied. Last thing. <laughs> Give us a quick beanie okay. update. Is she good? Beanie's solid. Beanie's actually, uh, <laughs> Beanie, we were trying to get her to, to like move around more in PA before she went to Florida. And then she goes down there, she gets a little bit ill. And we, we wanted her to do exercises and get up and move. And, you know, she tell us where to go. And so finally she goes down there and gets a little bit ill. Now she looks forward to her uh, physical therapist coming by. So she's into it. She's getting stronger. She's stronger than she was a year or two ago. It's fabulous. So things work out weirdly somehow. Sometimes you gotta uh, face a pretty good task or test or adversity in order to really um, come out on the right side of things, and that's what she's doing right now. Great to know that she's doing well, Joe. You're awesome. <laughs> you. uh, appreciate the time as always. Looking forward to next Monday. Thank you so much, my friend. Same here. My best to everybody. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Rod.